0: You're listening to the Fashion Ambition Podcast, and I'm your host, Natalie Robin. The Fashion Ambition Podcast is all about bringing you the tools and strategies to start and scale your business or career in fashion through conversations with industry experts who have been there and done that. Whether you're a startup founder, a new fashion graduate, or a soon-to-be graduate like me, or you just know that a career in fashion is your calling, we have an episode to help you launch. Make sure to keep up with new episodes by following the podcast at The Fashion Ambition on Instagram, where I update you on new episodes every week. You can also find my blog on Instagram at nomadandmode and online at nomadandmode.net, where I write all about fashion and travel. You can find all of the links to connect with me in the show notes. So, with that, let's get into the episode. Hey
1: everyone, this is Natalie, and welcome back to the Fashion Ambition Podcast. So, in this episode, I'm gonna be wrapping up the first season of the podcast, which is kind of crazy to believe, but we're here, um, with a final reflection. And if you didn't get the chance to tune into the introduction, this podcast is actually my capstone thesis for my undergrad in fashion communication at Ryerson University. So, because it is a final reflection for an undergrad, it will have a little bit of an academic tone, but I'm going to be focusing on what I've learned from launching a podcast so far, um, as well as the process that went into this project, so that you can really get some takeaways that will be helpful. To you, if you're planning on starting your own podcast. So, for those of you who are new to the podcast, I'll give you a short introduction of how it all kind of came together. So, the Fashion Ambition podcast was inspired by a combination of my interests in fashion, entrepreneurship, and blogging. And when it came to my own projects, I found it was really difficult to find the information that I needed in order to succeed. And as a result, this podcast has really developed into a platform answering those those questions that I had, um, with each episode addressing a different element of what it takes to succeed in business, um, but with a focus on helping aspiring fashion entrepreneurs and professionals by inviting industry experts on as guests. So I wanted to start out the episode by covering the process that went into creating the brand identity visual elements, um, the criteria used to choose the interviewees and what criteria guided the final design decisions. Um, So I'll be breaking this down into three sections from the research process to choosing the podcast name and branding um, to choosing the podcast guests. So in terms of research, the process began all the way back in the fall semester of September, 2020. And at first, um, I didn't know that I was going to create a podcast, and actually my initial idea was to do something for Nomad and Mode, which is my fashion and travel blog, for those of you who aren't familiar. Um, But my professor guided me towards building an entirely new platform because it would have a much more succinct direction than if I were to create something as like an offshoot of an existing project. So a few of the initial brainstorming ideas that I had were to possibly bring international writers onto the blog. It was a very vague idea um, to have a more diverse range of voices. And then another thing I considered was to do a podcast that would talk about fashion and travel. Um, But it was really when we were asked what experiences we have that could potentially help someone else that I landed on the idea for a podcast about business and fashion. And the main reason that I was so interested in business and entrepreneurship was because I had been working on Nomad and Mode, and I, it was really um, difficult to find information that would help me learn how to run a blog like a business. And once I decided I was going to do the podcast, we had to create a document researching other podcasts to consider... Um, different approaches to intros and outros and branding and and what kind of conversational tone we wanted to have and really to assess what we felt was working and what was not working and really find our own voices within our projects. And as I was doing this research, one thing that I realized was that, well, number one, I am the target audience for my podcast. And by that, I mean that I'm a soon-to-be fashion graduate with an interest in um, entrepreneurship and business and specifically fashion. And more than that, I've been in the frustrating position of starting and trying things and having them not really work and looking for answers, but not really asking the right questions because I didn't know what I didn't know. So um, what I realized by going through that is that what I did know were the questions that someone who is just getting started with a business would be asking. And I did know the frustration and sometimes desperation that they would be feeling because um, of not knowing where to turn and especially if they had no prior knowledge or mentorship. And as I was researching these other business podcasts, while they were, you know, super inspiring, I love podcasts in general. um, And a lot of the time they would be interviewing these really high level people who had achieved so much in their careers um, you know, interviewing the founders of billion dollar companies, which is amazing, but I couldn't find much in terms of, okay, like what are the immediate tasks that someone who's just starting today, w- what are like the tasks that those people should be taking? or even you know someone who's just a couple of years into their career? What are those immediate applicable tasks for those people who don't know where to turn or what to do in a certain area of their business? And so with that, I saw an opportunity to ask questions from that angle and really provide some stepping stones for those people who are you know, super ambitious and they wanna succeed, but they don't yet have the tools and strategies in place. And the next question that I had to answer became, okay, now, who are the people who can answer these questions? So one of the main things that I wanted to have within the first round of interviews was people with diverse experiences within different disciplines, but all relevant to say a fashion startup founder. That way I could cover a large range of relevant topics. Um, And so I really wanted to have the podcast be like a one-stop shop for learning the foundations of every area you need to know about in order to succeed in different areas of the fashion industry. So really a podcast that covers all the bases. And as I mentioned, I also wanted to get into the specifics of what someone can do practically right now in order to move themselves forward. And I also wanted a diverse range of people from different backgrounds and ages who were at different stages in their career because that I felt would really enrich the kind of information that's offered or that could be offered in each episode. And I also specifically wanted to showcase Canadian talent um, because I think, you know, the Canadian fashion industry is relatively small on like a global scale, but there's a lot of great talent here. And particularly in Saskatchewan. It is not a fashion capital capital by any means, um, but there are a lot of really ambitious, amazing projects coming out of the city as well, um, especially in terms of entrepreneurship. So I really wanted to take advantage of that while I'm currently based in Saskatoon. so during the research and brainstorming phase i put together a list of people who i knew would be able to speak on those different topics and some people were friends other people i knew professionally and others i just did um, some cold outreach and i am honestly i'm so grateful that everyone everyone was so generous with their time and agreed to help me out with this project because quite frankly it would not exist without their support And as I was editing and publishing the podcast, it really occurred to me that essentially the podcast has become a series of masterclasses on anything that you need to know in order to succeed professionally in fashion. In terms of the level of insight and education and even inspiration, each of the guests really went above and beyond, and I cannot thank them enough for that. So the next section that I wanted to dive into is the branding and visual aspect of the podcast. So I'll start with the thought process behind the name The Fashion Ambition. So I chose this name because it immediately gives you an idea of what the podcast is about, business and fashion. It's also a bit of an alliteration in that the two words kind of roll together pretty nicely, which makes it easy to say and also easy to remember, which I think is key in terms of branding. Um, It's also visually appealing in that, like from a graphic design standpoint, the two words end with the same letters, um, which really appeals to the visual impact. So there's that visual uh, repetition going on, which worked really well when I was then designing the word mark. So yes, in terms of the visual branding, I wanted the podcast to come across as sophisticated and business oriented, yet still lighthearted and easy to digest. So because of that, I chose a palette that's fairly bright, um, but with muted tones. And it also incorporates steel blue, which is typically associated with business, um, in addition to beige, muted pink, Um, and white for just kind of a more upbeat feel and upbeat color palette. And then I've also incorporated black, um, here and there just to kind of ground the designs. And with the research I did on podcast cover art, I found that a huge percentage of the top podcasts had a photo of the host. So I also incorporated that because it's really important for you know, relatability and also as a means for your audience to connect with you on a person to person level. So that's also something that I incorporated throughout the graphics of the podcast by asking the guests for headshots, um, because that's another avenue for, again, for people to connect to um, on a person-to-person level. So when it came to marketing collateral for the social media graphics, I wanted the designs to clearly convey that they were from a podcast. And so for the Instagram posts, including a headshot of the guest, um, I incorporated graphic elements that visually mimicked a podcast or a music player. So there's a play button on those particular graphics and because the designs themselves were fairly sleek before I incorporated any type, um, I chose fonts that were fairly dynamic um, and they also reference fonts traditionally used in fashion house branding. So for example, I used Ambroise, Eloquent, and Belly Display. Ambroise is actually the only font of the three that qualifies as a super family, but but instead of using its variations, I wanted to include Eloquent, JF, and Belly Display because they have a much more dynamic feel than Ambroise. You know, Ambroise is reminiscent of the old serif logos that a lot of fashion houses used um, before the great sans serif revolution <laughs> but it's also very classic or it is very classic and like i said i wanted the fonts to balance the more sleek simplistic designs of the instagram posts i didn't want it to be too boring um so belly has a really great interesting quality to it which i used for the poll quotes because it's quite angular despite being very weighty and then eloquent jf has a dynamic feel to it in the way that the weight is distributed throughout the letters Um, And then in in addition to those three fonts, I did also use Avenir Next for subtitles and names for a more understated feel because there's already quite a lot going on in um, the Instagram posts with photos. So in terms of what I learned so far from starting a podcast, um, there are five main points that I wanted to cover. And they're a little bit more technical in nature. So these will really be relevant to you if you're wanting to start a podcast. So the first point uh, or takeaway that I had was to practice your interview style before doing the interviews. So one of the biggest challenges when starting a podcast is getting used to hearing yourself back and hearing all of your vocal mannerisms that you aren't used to hearing. And these mannerisms, whether it's saying um or like a lot, can really be amplified when you're throwing yourself into a new environment where you're nervous, like doing an interview. So for me, I had done a few interviews with a similar intention of learning about designers, makers, and brand founders for other projects that I've been a part of, but they were always done for written material. So articles and content like that. So recording an interview with the intention of having other people hear it was really new to me. Um, so one thing that I wish I had done prior to getting into the real interviews was to do some more mock interviews with friends and family and actually record them, um, just to iron out some of those ums and likes and develop more of an interview style. And I think that if you're wanting to start a podcast, that's really something that you can do to help you feel more confident and comfortable when you're going into the actual interviews. So the second point um, that was a takeaway for me was to make sure it's really clear what the listener is going to get out of the podcast right away. And actually, this is a point that I was very intentional about going into the podcast because I didn't have a large audience to begin with. So it's not like I was launching to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who are just going to be interested right off the bat. So I wanted it to be really easy for people to find the episodes, read the title and be like, okay, this is for me. This is what I was looking for. So one of the ways that I did that was through optimizing the podcast episode titles for SEO. So if you've been following the podcast, you'll notice that almost every single one of the episode titles starts with how to. And this is because when someone is searching for a solution to their problem, it's often prefaced with this search term. And this is something that I do a lot when I'm writing articles for the web, or something that I keep in mind. So even if they're not directly searching for it and say they're coming across an episode on social media, um, they'll know exactly what it is that they'll get out of the episode if they tune in to listen. So even though I was very intentional about this when I was going into this project, When I went through the analytics after the fact and saw the result of positioning the episodes this way um, through people's feedback and the number of people who tuned in, as well as having people almost immediately reach out to be guests on the podcast, it really reiterated the importance of this to me. So the third thing that I learned is that marketing yourself and your brand is easy once you have a defined purpose. So marketing strategy becomes very clear and easy once you become clear on what it is that you do, who it's intended for, and why you do it. And this was actually a point that FIFA, the founder of Faye Modern, really pointed out in episode five. So shout out to her and just as an aside, um, if you're interested in learning more about brand strategy and web design, I would definitely recommend that episode. But I think that that is something that is really important and make sure to have a clear understanding of who your audience is going to be and how you're going to help them. Because it makes it so much easier when you're then going to try and communicate to people why they should tune in. So in that respect, you should really look at launching your podcast and choosing its topic, um, etc., the same way that you would approach starting a business. You know? So having that who, what and why element in place is really foundational. And actually Sarah Wheelwright from Trusted Marketing Saskatchewan really broke this down in a succinct way. She said that one of the ways um, of marketing yourself can be simply to answer the questions that people have been asking you and then break the answers to those questions down into content to position yourself as an expert. And you can only really start to do that once you know your who, what, and why. So Sarah's episode is episode one, actually, and I highly recommend checking that one out as well You know, I have said this a couple of times now, but in, in that episode, honestly, I feel like marketing really clicked for me. And I've taken quite a few university and online marketing classes, and that's probably one of the best, most actionable lessons on marketing that I've ever gotten. So the number four takeaway that I had is to start to build your audience well before your launch. So this is one thing that I did not do, and I wish I had because I think that it would have boosted the initial audience for the podcast on the launch day. So to get specific, I'm going to get into the marketing strategy side of things here. But essentially, I created the podcast Instagram page, which is the main marketing channel, about a month or two before the podcast launched. And I designed a graphic for that page uh, that said, you know, the launch date and I filled out the podcast bio, etc. So I had kind of reserved that um, Instagram handle Um, However, I wish that I had started actively promoting that Instagram page well before the podcast launched because then it would have launched to a larger audience. And in retrospect, I would have maybe run a giveaway as well as done like paid advertising throughout the month of March to help build that initial audience. Um, And if not, you know, throughout the month of March, then the beginning of April when the podcast first launched. And as it is, I can still do those things, but I think that it can really help to have the foresight to do that and then launch to a larger audience because you have a certain window. Um, I believe it's two months where you can make like a good impression, so to speak, with Apple podcasts and the other podcast um, platforms and algorithms where you have the potential to make the new and noteworthy section. Um, so Instagram isn't my only marketing channel. I also use email marketing and LinkedIn and Facebook, et etc. et cetera. But yes, in retrospect, I definitely would have been sure to be engaging with that Instagram account right away. And the number five takeaway that I had is that resilience is one of the most important aspects of having any success in life. <laughs> and this last point is more mindset related, but How you think about yourself and what's possible for you and being very intentional about having a growth mindset and allowing yourself to fail on the way to success is very, very important. Um, That's a theme that came up in almost every single interview, and there's not one person who I interviewed throughout the series that had a cakewalk or a story that didn't include challenges or doubt or failure along the way. So I think that you have to become really comfortable with failure and start to learn to build resilience by building your sense of self-worth and esteem around being somebody who tries and somebody who learns rather than someone who does things perfectly. Um, And that's actually something that I came across on another podcast, um, Impact Theory with Tom Bilyeu, which is another great one. Um, But in episode two of The Fashion Ambition, Kendall Netmaker, who's the founder of Nietzsche Gear Netmaker Academy and the co-founder of Indigifund, he also talks about this. So one of the things that he says that really stuck out to me was that you really have to grow into a different person if you want to be successful and you want to have the things that you didn't grow up having. And then another really strong point that stood out to me um, throughout the podcast was from the episode with Emily Salisbury DeVoe, who's the founder of Emmy DeVoe, an Edmonton based women's wear company. And the point that she made was really to build your life around who you already are rather than looking outwardly to, you know, external things, external resources to try to decide on like where you can fit in. And I found that really powerful because it makes you start to think about, okay, what fits me rather than how can I fit into this role, whether it be like the, the role of a founder or a brand owner, a business professional. So between those two pieces of advice, it really becomes about knowing yourself and your strengths and rewiring how you think about yourself and what's possible for yourself in order to grow into the next version of yourself and really achieve everything that you want to achieve. So on that note, I will wrap up this episode, but before I do, I wanted to say a special thank you to all of the guests who have been on the podcast so far, who have trusted me with their stories and who have been so generous with their time and expertise. So thank you so much to Sarah Wheelwright, Kendall Netmaker, Miriam Jangda, Emily Salisbury-DeVoe, Fifa Tran, Veronique Lowen, Abby Ginther, Dina Simer, and Joy Arkand. I also want to say a huge thank you to my capstone professor, Beatrice Juarez, who got me through not only this capstone project, but also another major course component this year. So I want to say a massive thank you to her for all of her help and guidance and really pushing me to think outside of the box and step outside of my comfort zone and really make this project the best that it could be. And while this is the final reflection of the podcast, it is not the end. I will continue to bring you new podcast episodes with industry experts in the coming weeks. Um, I might just take a little bit of of a break after graduating, but we'll see. (laughs) Um, If you have any podcast topics that you'd like to see covered on the podcast, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Um, And with that, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode of The Fashion Ambition.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into the Fashion Ambition podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to leave a review and if you got any great takeaways, I would love to hear your feedback. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Nomad and and follow the podcast page at the Fashion Ambition to be updated whenever there's a new episode. I know that I always learn so much from each of the guests on the podcast, and I would love to know what stood out most to you. So feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and let me know what you learned. Thanks again and see you in the next episode of The Fashion Ambition.